Welcome into the January 26th edition of the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DeStefano with Dave Morissuti. The Leafs come back to beat the Rangers in overtime. Dave and I will break down that game and give our three stars of the night. All that more coming up on the Locked On Leafs podcast. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Lockdown Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother on TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me is my co-host, Dave Morissuti from Sportsnet, also a writer for the NHLPA. Lockdown Leafs, a daily Maple Leafs-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can also check us out on YouTube for daily Leafs coverage, we got videos coming up each and every weekday, Monday through Friday. Hit the little notification bell as well so that you can be notified when uh, those videos drop for you guys. Uh, today's podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of the Locked On Network. Make every moment matter more. Visit FanDuel.com slash On to get started today. Dave, Leafs come back to beat the Rangers. I wasn't sure it was going to happen. There's been countless times where the Leafs have been uh, in games against these exact New York Rangers where the goalies just stood on his head, whether it was Shosturkin, whether it was Georgiev, didn't really matter who was in goal. The Leafs have had trouble scoring on this uh, on this Rangers club. They got the game-tying goal late, almost got the game-winner late, but then a magical overtime winner from Mitch Marner. Hey, and hey Mike, who who was the guy that uh, that got the game-time goal? That would be one Timothy Liljegren. My guy. That's My your guy. guy. He did, dude, that was a like that was just a smart a smart play. Yeah. Really, really smart play. Like and, and he spoke to the media after the game and and he said, "Yeah, you know, I just wanted to um, hopefully leak down there and, and try and get a rebound. Like, and that was part of what they were doing that night was shooting, you know, in positions where they could maybe create rebounds and get greasy garbage goals. Cause you're not going to be just jerking cleanly a whole lot. Right. So, you know, the fact that he, you know, noticed that that was an opportunity for him to leak down and maybe there'd be a chance uh, he beats his man, Chris Cryer gets in front of him um, and, you know, gets, get some lift on that puck. He doesn't get lift on the puck. That's a save, right? But he he gets the lift there and gets the game tying goal. It was, it was a really smart play by Lilligren. It was, and it, it probably would have been a penalty on the play, considering he was being mauled. Now it was yeah. funny because Nylander said that after the game, and I'm like looking, and the referee who's literally looking right at Lilligren doesn't have his arm up for a penalty. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I know a very, very smart play. You know, he's not the biggest guy, so he's got to get leverage in the best way that he can. I liked how he kind of leveraged himself to be in front of the uh, whoever was defending him there on that play. But yeah, I know those are he, he's got a pretty I always say like I think his offensive skills get a little bit underrated because, you know, other guys tend to be known more as the offensive defenseman like Sandine, like Riley. But Lilligren 
he has those abilities to do those things offensively when given the opportunity to do it. Yeah, I mean, he was drafted as like an offensive defenseman, right? Like when he was back in Sweden, that's kind of what his bread and butter was, known as a, a good puck moving defenseman. And then when he came over to North America as an 18 year old, you know, they really tried to work on his defensive game. And, and I think that it definitely we've seen strides in his game defensively. But I think that offense has always kind of been there. It's just a matter of whether or not he felt confident you know, using those skills, right? Like using those in, in the NHL, because well, when you're young, when you make mistakes, it's, it's, they're not looked over as easy as when you're feeling good about yourself. And when you've already kind of established yourself in the NHL in the way that he has now. And now that I think that, you know, I think he's um, the team's happy with his defensive play, you know, now he feels a little bit more comfortable making a couple more, I don't want to say dicey offensive plays, but, you know, he's got a little bit more of, of a longer leash, some leeway to be a little bit more creative and pinch and do those kinds of things. And it, it worked out last night. And you, know what they say? you know what they say? You always look like a genius when it works, right? Exactly. So, And then you look like an absolute donkey when it doesn't. Right. Like if he goes down there and he gets taken out and it goes the other way and all of a sudden it's a 3-1 hockey game, with uh, a couple minutes to go, now all of a sudden we're we're it's a different tune. It's like Lily, why would you do that? You know, you're you're trying to score here and you leave your post from the point. Blah blah blah. Like that's what the conversation would have been, but it worked. So now we're praising him for you know a smart play. But you know, it, and as we should, as we absolutely should. Um, but like, let's be honest, the 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 best goal of the night was Mitch Marner. Like that overtime winner was. Bobby or ask and did you see the photo that was taken yep. that's kind of making the rounds let's see if we can pull that up and show uh, our, our good people watching this on YouTube who may not have seen it yet because it's just a spectacular photo and, and I wish I knew who took it um if you know I think, was, I think it was bleacher report actually took had a photographer at the game but you know who the photographer was like I'd love to give this person credit like whoever the the actual individual who took the photo because Man, it's a great one. Like it's one that honestly, I, I feel like I want to print out and and chuck on my wall. Yeah, here's the the game winning goal right here, Marner flying through the air, and you even can see the puck. You see a couple of people. I don't know if you can. There's a a, a girl on the left, right above the post. You can see her now. Up. Oh, here, this one right yeah, here. I don't know if you can zoom in. Her reaction's the best. The absolute best. Mm -hmm. uh, everybody else is kind of, I don't know, they don't know what's going on really. They're just watching the play. But she knew what was happening, this girl here. I want, if anyone knows who that is, I want to get her on the pod because she was awesome. Yeah. That was, was. Not only that, my dude here in the burgundy with yeah. his arms like, I think he was looking maybe potentially for a penalty call or something because Murner was get what, no, got knocked down. Because there's no, he's flying through the air like that. Um, yeah, that was just, that's just an incredible. I, I saw that photo. Oh, actually, wait a minute. There's your girl right oh, here. There it is. There it is. Yep, there it is. That's her. She's like all. That's probably what my face was up in the press box watching that. Honestly, like, and it's you don't expect that out of Mitch Marner. Like Marner's not the guy to, you know, drop the shoulder, get an edge, and then cut across the crease and make a nice little play like that. Like that's not necessarily marner's game but 
he saw an opening and much like Lilligren, just instincts, right? He had the instincts like, yeah, okay, I, I think I could take this. And I think this could work. And sure enough, it did. And uh, that was the winner. And there's your boy, Timmy Lills, getting the apple on that play, getting the, the plus being out there. And, you know, that, that was that was game. Eight seconds in. Eight seconds into overtime. I'm just loving to hear how in the comments people are just taking screenshots of, like, reactions. <laughs> Like, keep going, keep going, keep keep going. I want to see so many more people. There was one other lady who had a really good reaction too. I'm curious if uh, if uh, anyone got that picture there anywhere. Yeah, I'm wondering. Credit photographer, then they deserve it. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if like I know Bleach Report sends people to the game, um, yeah. but I, we'll have to find out who that uh, photographer was. I know like the Leafs have their own photographers too. I yeah. just don't know if it was the. If it was their guy, I could, I can, I can look to see. I, I have a good idea of where I can look to find it. Yeah, I mean, I honestly like would consider making that like a, like a, a phone background. Like it was just such a a great photo. If you're a Leaf fan, and there's no watermark or anything on that picture, like you literally could just take a, you know, quick little screenshot, yeah. and all of a sudden you got yourself a nice background on your phone. Just saying. Um, but I would love to know who took that picture. Uh, all right, why don't we take a, a quick break when we get back, Dave? Let's get to our three stars of the game and then kind of continue breaking things down because there was a segment of this game that had me a little bit worried. I'll chat about what that was uh, in a moment, um, and then we'll get to our three stars. But first, let me tell you guys about one of today's show sponsors. And, of course, it's our friends at FanDuel, uh, the official sports book of the Locked On Network. The NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner, the Locked On Network, because they're the number one sports book in North America. It's FanDuel, and if you're new to FanDuel, it's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. And new customers join today to get started with $150 in free bets, guaranteed. Whether you place uh, when you place your first five dollar bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. And you can even combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with the same game parlay. Uh, on uh, All on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So football fans, hockey fans, basketball, whatever you're betting on, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets Win or lose at fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On at least podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. Got Dave Morisuti here with me. Uh, Leafs with a 3 2 win against the New York Rangers in overtime. Nice comeback effort, Timmy Lills. Creeps down, scores in uh, a couple minutes ago in the third period. John Tavares rings one off the bar in the dying seconds of the game. It goes to overtime. Only lasts eight seconds before Magic Mitch Marner makes uh, a move to cut across the crease. Goes flying, or should I say Magic Mitch Marnor, potentially? It's not, it's not a bad one. Not a bad one. It's not a bad one. We might have to make that the title. Magic Mitch Marnor ends it in OT. I like it. I kind of like that. It makes my job a little easier afterwards. There you so, go. Now we got the title. Um, you asked about the picture, and I actually think I know who took that picture. 
my guy. Uh, Kevin Souza. Kevin Souza. Yeah, That's he's familiar. A, Why do I know that name? Uh, he's a photographer. I believe is for well, he the I think it's for either the NHL or for the Leafs. Might be employed by the Leafs. But I found the picture on Getty. So I think what happened was they bought the picture on Getty, and they they actually bought the picture because you can't just take a picture from Getty because it has the watermark on it. Right. So that picture was purchased. It's just it would have been nice if I had initially saw that it was Kevin that took it. So shout out Kevin Souza. That was a fantastic, uh, fantastic photo. Um, maybe we'll give him the first star, the photographer for capturing the moment. Honorary first star. Yeah. I think he definitely an honorary for yeah yeah I would say honorary first star to somebody that wasn't on the ice but got probably the best moment on the ice and he has some actually great photos of that if you go to Getty and a lot of his stuff is there he actually does gets gets a really nice overhead shot I can actually pull it up yeah pull it up I actually I wouldn't mind maybe trying to see if he wants to come on the pod and just kind of get his thoughts and and you know see what his day to day looks like uh, on a game day and. You know how he's able to get some of these shots and whatnot. It's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, look at all that. Oh look at that top one. I'm saying this is even better for a photo here too. I'll I like I would buy this picture right here, uh, this one right here, and make yeah. that like an actual like nice framed portrait. photo. Yeah. You try to get Marner to sign it. Like that's one where you get Marner to sign it. So that's like, would that be the nicest goal of Marner's career? Oh, I think so. I mean, he's had a couple of really nice goals. There's that one in Vegas that was pretty sweet. But, I mean, when you're flying through the air and you tuck one on Shesterkin in overtime, like, I, I don't see how it could get get any better than that. That's pretty sweet. I mean, and for a regular season goal, the magnitude of that one definitely was uh, was probably the most important or one of his most important goals. But also just the fact the optics of it, I think, yeah, it was yeah. also probably the nicest that he scored that I can think of in a long time, at least. Well, I sent Kevin a message, so I'm making sure. Just I want, I'm getting I'm going to see if I can get to know the guy and see if he'll be one. I've already thrown that out there. Throw there that out. Nice, nice. We'll see if we can get uh, get Kevin on the show. We'll see. Um, before we get to the three stars, I do want to talk about that. Um, the second period, because the second period to me was, was a, was a no star. Ah, that was one of the uglier periods that the team had played in a while. Um, it was just very sloppy. It, it seemed like the team was very unfocused. They were having troubles connecting on passing the offensive zone. Um, you know, defensively, it, well, just actually around the entire rink, it, it, they lost like every single puck battle that they got into any loose puck battle. They weren't winning pucks around the boards. And um, Samsonov seemed a little unfocused too. I don't know. Did you get that sense in, in watching the second period? That was kind of the, the buzz around the press box was you know, how sloppy the Leafs looked in the second. And Samsonov in particular looked a little, I don't know, like a little unfocused in that period. Yeah. Well, I mean, the whole, all the Leafs kind of just were too lax a days. In my opinion, like you look at um, not the one, not the Hito goal off the face off, because that was just that's that's ca like clearly catching them off guard. That's what Nylander said. Caught us like it's a great play. Caught us off guard. Well, that's because you guys weren't paying attention to it. Like right, right. But it was also his second, the other goal he scored, where you have 
I think it was Bunting and Matthews were out of the zone when the Leafs didn't even have possession of the puck. So then that put Marner, I believe it was Hall and Giordano, yeah. were left to defend the rest of the Rangers players. Um, and it led to that that goal. Like, those are plays that are backbreakers. Like, I don't know why you have two forwards flying out of the zone when you don't even have possession of the puck. Those are moments where it's, yeah, a lack of focus. It reminds me a lot of, like, what happened against the Canadians, really. Like, just very lax as they play, and the other team's coming out hard and strong and hard, and they're trying to push to get the tying goal, or in this case, trying to get the, yeah, the tying goal and also to take the lead. So, yeah, like, those those things just can't happen. They like, And they're happening. They're becoming a little more common. We, we there's enough of a enough evidence to show that the Leafs are having too many of these types of periods, and if I'm Sheldon Keith, like that's something that he's got he's got to find a way to fix. Yeah, there's even a, a too many men call somewhere in in that period as well, which is you know something that you, you never want to see, but it just goes to show the amount of you know unfocusedness that was in that. It was funny. I was you know after actually it was even before maybe it was before the the goal. I even, you know, looked next to to one of the guys up in the press box, and I'm like, I think it was actually Terry Koshin, and I'm like, man, I, this, Sam Sam might need a Red Bull or something. Like he looks like he needs to to wake up here, and then right off the face off, boom, goal. You know what else was really kind of bizarre? Something that I hadn't seen him do all season, and happened twice in that period. Um, didn't bang the stick coming off of the the penalty kill, or coming off the power play. Was he? He was the one that did it. Um, what game was it? Uh, shoot, I'm trying to remember. We had this discussion before, actually, where um, a guy came out of the penalty box. Uh, nobody realized it, and he went in on a breakaway and he beat. He scored on them. Who was it? I'm trying to remember the. I'm trying to remember the game now. Maybe I'll I'll remember it next time. But it was not. Was it when I was I on vacation at that time? Might have been. No, I, were you on vacation in that? Maybe you were on vacation. Yeah, I don't remember having that conversation. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm trying to remember the game. It, it did. It happened. It's happened before. I was really, really, you know, PO'd about it. Well, it happened again last night, right? And then coming out of the box, who was it? Was it Cheadle who was coming out of the box, or was it? Uh, no, who who had that? Hold on, I have it in my notes here. For who it was who's coming out of uh, the box uh yeah it was Cheadle actually so or a heedle so heedle was coming out of the box after his penalty and nobody knew and he's sitting there at center ice gets a puck and it's like oh i didn't hear a stick banging and no one did to to notify you know the players like hey it's 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 ending someone's coming out of the box make sure someone's watching for this guy didn't happen and then it didn't happen again in the next penalty the next power play that they had. And I'm like, that's twice now where he hasn't alerted and notified him. It's just, to me, it's just kind of, uh, I don't know, it's, it's just, you know, unfocused. Is the, was the it, word against the Red Wings. it was, it was, Wal- it was against the Red Wings when the Red Wings were in Toronto. And it was Wallman that came out of the penalty box. Nobody knew about it. And he, so I don't know if it was Samson. I mean, no, I don't remember who the goalie was. But again, nobody knew that Wallman was coming out of the penalty box because I didn't hear the stick, and he got he beat and he was just in all alone. 
Oh, that well, that was was that the Saturday game where they had the back to back with. Detroit yeah, back in Jan- back in January. Yeah. Okay. So they had Detroit on the Saturday, then Philly on the Sunday. I don't know if we talked about it on the pod that you might have just had that conversation with a buddy or something. Yeah, I think I think I put it out on Twitter and I said like it was maybe. Yeah, I don't remember having that discussion on the podcast though because we probably ended up getting into like what happened in Philly and you know just some other stuff throughout that game. But uh, yeah, so the the second period for me was was not was not very clean, but. They uh they hunkered down. They got it done in the third. So that's that that's a good thing. The fact that, um, you know, New York didn't take control when they had. I mean, they had opportunities to take control. I, I think they did. They New York has. It, it's a weird team. Like it seems like they generate a lot of chances in offense, um, but their finish has not been great this year. Um, I think I was looking like in terms of goals in the last like calendar month they're like fifth lowest in goal scored per game so they're they're not a team that's fine in the back of the net a whole a whole lot right now um and luckily for toronto it uh it it, it allowed them to fight back into the game because they didn't go down by by too too much uh after you know a, a pretty tough second period uh anyways the game was a winner, though. So why don't we go through our three stars? We'll take one more break, actually. Come back and get to our three stars of the game. I'm Mike DiStefano with Dave Morissuti. You're listening to the Locked On Leafs podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. I've got Dave Morissuti with me. Uh, if it's your first time listening to the podcast or if you, you know, you've come and gone, you've listened a few times, you haven't subscribed yet, and you enjoy the content, we ask that you please do subscribe to the show uh, up on YouTube uh, or wherever you get your podcast from. Still, 50% of our viewership uh, come from unsubscribed viewers, uh, unsubscribed people. So uh, we want to bump those numbers up. We still have our goal. Our goal this year was to get to 5,000 subs. We're just about halfway there, um, but we do need you guys to uh, to sub up and and you know if you enjoy the content that'd be great uh, greatly appreciated if you could do that and you know let us know down below any other you know content you want us to be talking about we got about 10 days dave uh next week and the week after where there's not going to be much leaf games to break down and talk about so we'll have a lot of time for us to kind of settle in and and you know talk about some other content i guess probably do in mailbag we'll do some trade deadline stuff looking forward to it um so that'll be uh you know for the all-star break next weekend and then at least have their bye week the following uh week after that all right uh rangers with a 3-2 win or 3-2 loss rather uh in toronto to the hands of mitch marner uh let's get to our three stars as we do after every single win let's start with your third star dave uh, I am going to go with Pontus Omberg. Ooh, I like that pick. What a goal. Yeah. What a goal. That's that's like a goal scorer's goal. And I, I I always I never liked the term when I first heard it, but then like I started to appreciate it more because like that was a beautiful play. First off, Joey Anderson heads up play to spring him in alone, but like that that backhand. You couldn't you couldn't have scored a prettier goal, um, you know. And he's it's you notice a bit of a difference when he's back in the lineup. 
you know, his presence is something that I think was uh, was missing in that bottom six the last little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been great for this team. He's been really steady and uh, has been able to chip in, in and you know a little bit of offense. Like it was what his fifth goal of the year last night. So you know a little bit of offense he's been able to uh, to to generate for this team. Um, it, it's funny. I, I cheekily was going to put Joey Anderson in my three stars, but I was like, nah, nah, I'm not going to. But I, I thought that he did actually have a pretty good game. That, that you know, now that you noted him, uh, obviously it was a, a really heads up play. You know, along the boards, getting the puck up to Holmberg to go in on a breakaway there. Really, really smart play by him. And I thought that actually he he. So I guess I'll call him an honorable mention. Um, drew a couple of penalties, and uh, I thought that he actually was one of the players who stood out in the second period as as a positive. <laughs> after we just carved him up for that second. I think he had his head on a swivel for the majority of that period. Um, so, I, yeah, give a quick shout-out to Joey Anderson. I, I think I think he should be given another game here. Um, yeah, I think he, he should play against Ottawa. Uh, on my third star, I gave to, uh, to Ilya Samsonov, though. And I know the the, the goal off to face off, um, not, not one that you ever want to see again. Like, that's just... Uh, just kind of a play that uh, very unlucky. I mean, so much has to go wrong for that play to work. Like Samsonov, it wasn't set. And, you know, something else I didn't notice too, I was ch- chatting with uh, with Joe Bowen up there. And, you know, the problem with Samsonov off the draw, and I don't know if they highlighted this or noted this on the broadcast um, on TV, but, like, the guy's stick is, like, a foot, like almost six inches, we'll say, off the ice prior to the drop of the puck. And that's exactly where Heedle shot. Like if his stick was on the ice and, and ready, that stick that, that puck would have just legit will just would have gone off of Samsonov's stick. He would have made his stick safe. But because yeah. he wasn't ready, that shot came in so quick and caught him off guard. His stick wasn't dropped to the ice yet and it went five hole just like that. Easy peasy. That was something that uh, hopefully we never see again. That definitely caught. And I wonder if that was a pre-scout on Philip Heedle, to be honest with you. Like, hey, sometimes Samsonov, you know, he doesn't drop his stick right off of the face-off draw. He hovers a little bit. If you can get a shoot a puck off a face-off along the ice, you might be able to score that one five-hole. And it's exactly what happened. You know, David Camp, a rare mistake by him. In the face-off dot doesn't really do a whole lot there to prevent it either. So, uh, you know, hats off to, to Keetel on that heads-up smart play. But also, what are you doing there, uh, yeah. Sammy and uh, Camp? But uh, outside of, of that, I would say he did have a pretty good night. He made some pretty big saves. He did make another massive stop with the glove later on after that in the second period. A um, couple other big stops throughout the game. He made that one paddle save. In the second period, I want to say it was. No, it was in the first period, actually. Um, I, I thought that was a goal for sure. I think everyone thought it was it was going to be a goal. Uh, that was, you know, fantastic. So he made a few real quality, quality stops. I think the expected goals was uh, was up or near the three-goal marker or so. So he ended up with uh, with a, a, you know, positive expected a uh, goal saved above expected number, which is always great to see. So, um, and he moved to what 14 0 and 1 on home ice. Yep. Like the guys picked up 29 of 30 points on home ice for the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's quite 
amazing when you actually think about it and you break it down that way. 29 of 30 points. Ilya Samsonov has been able to get for the Maple Leafs on home ice, and he outdueled his countrymen on the other side, Igor Shosturkin. So um want to give a, a nice little shout-out to uh, to Sammy. There was a couple of moments there. That second period seemed a little bit unfocused, but outside of that, uh, I thought he had a pretty solid game. Yeah, and, you know, I think Sheldon Keefe obviously made the right choice and going with Samsonov. Like, these are games you need to have, right? The Tampa Bay Lightning are now, I believe, seven points. Yeah, seven points back. They have they have three games in hand on the Leafs. So you you lose one game, Tampa has got a chance to leapfrog you, right? So you know, just you go with the guy that's hot. I think Murray is supposed to get the game in uh, the the game against Ottawa. So he probably. I don't know if it's been announced officially, but I think we're all speculating that uh, you know he. It's now been what four straight starts, five games since we've seen Matt Murray play since last Tuesday. So I think uh, you know he's been working really hard at practice, as as we had said, probably will happen um, to work out some of those kinks that had leaked into his game, and uh, a good time for him to get back into into the crease would be against his former team in the Ottawa Senators, whom they play Friday. So that's kind of our our expectation, yeah. Yeah, so that would make that would make the most sense. So keep doing you, Sammy. Keep getting those wins at home. Yeah, second star of the game, Dave. I gotta go with my boy, Mister Timothy Lilligren. Yeah. Not only did he get the game time goal, I thought he had a pretty decent night. <laughs> Again, uh, he was fifty fifty in terms of offensive zone, defensive zone responsibilities. So, you know, he's not getting those favorable offensive zone starts. I don't. I don't think he was on uh, on for a goal against. So that's another. That's a plus on that on that one there too. So and it's like four. No, was it eight straight? No, what was the number there? Is I think it was like se- I think it was seven or eight straight games. He hasn't been on the ice yeah. for a goal at five on five. Eight straight, I think, is the number. Yeah, like that's that's pr- that's pretty good. Um, and he's yeah. he's and he's just going about his business in a very quiet manner, and that's what you like to see. Doing his business, not you don't have to make. I mean, we're gonna make a big deal about it. I'm gonna make a big deal about it, but he's not making a big deal about it, and that's what you like to see. Yeah, and uh, you know, he got some quite a bit of ice time in that game, too 21 minutes, 55 seconds of ice time. So, you know, he's a guy who's just going in and he's just playing, playing well, steady Eddie in the offensive and defensive zone. Made a couple of nice plays defensively as well. So, um certainly he's my second star as well so he he gets that stamp of approval from both of us which obviously means that uh magic mitch i'm assuming gets your number one star as he does mine whenever you make a, a bobby or esque play and one of the and, and someone captures a photo of the game winning goal and and the phrase put it in the louvre gets talked about you're probably going to come out with a number one star here on the Lockdown Leafs podcast. Yep, that's for sure. Uh, I mean, just, yeah, all-around beautiful goal. I know people weren't exactly thrilled with the play of Marner, Matthews, and Bunting in this game, but that all that all kind of gets washed away when you have a move like that in overtime. Like, just yes. the play itself, going through, like, he's just, like, nonchalantly going through the zone, then he's just like, you know what? I want to score a goal. Let's go. Yeah. Like just to be able to do that, and like the Rangers players are just like, 
yeah, yeah. Just just go ahead, Mitch. <laughs> you do you, man. <laughs> we'll just uh, watch and off. And yeah, just me. Like the like Panarin. I think he just he got caught flat footed there and just realized that maybe standing around wasn't the best idea. But Keandre Miller, that was the impressive part. Like this is a big guy with a long reach. He should have been able to break that play up, but Marner's stick handling was just unreal on that goal. Yeah, they just gave him a little bit too much time and space, and and, and he realized like, oh, they're giving this to me. I'm gonna take it, mm-hmm. and he did. Cuts across the crease, little depository into the back of the net there on uh, on old Igor, one of the best goaltenders in the world, and uh, Maple Leafs pick up another another full two points off uh, off the Rangers. So mm-hmm. they get their revenge, right? They they were at MSG about a month ago, and um. It had broken their win or their point streak where they had points in like 14 straight games. They're trying to get to that, uh, to their franchise record and came to an end against the New York Rangers. So uh, they, they had a little bit of, maybe that was kept in the back of their mind. So um, they end up picking up the, the full two points, get the victory and uh, another win at home for the Maple Leafs. And, you know, home ice advantage is going to be important. You look at their, how well they played on home ice it's definitely going to be important. Uh, all right, Dave, good stuff today. Enjoyed the chat. We'll be back tomorrow. We got another game against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, we'll see if we can get Rossi or Pilsy on to help preview the show. Potentially, that could be that could be in the fold. Well, we could see. I'll reach out to one of those guys. They're locked on sends buddies um, from. Uh, well, I, I was going to say from north of us, but I don't think either is actually currently residing in, in Ottawa. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Pils- no, I don't. I think Pillsy might be in Toronto actually now. Um, either way, we'll see if we can get one of those guys on uh, at least for one segment to kind of help tee up the game. It'll be a lot of fun. Always, uh, always good to get a battle of Ontario under our belts. It's been, it's been a little while since we've seen that, and we are assuming that Matt Murray will be the guy who'll be between the pipes in that game, and Samsonov can get. A well-deserved uh, break after five straight uh, appearances here for, for Toronto. All right, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms uh, and receive daily Leafs content. That includes YouTube, where we do upload all of our shows every single day. Uh, follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. We'll be back with another episode tomorrow for you folks. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.